0: Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes Podcast, where two old-school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor sometimes. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are going to look at the first two episodes of Season 4, Volume 5, Orientation, and Jump, Push, Fall. But before we get into that, we have to do, I feel it's right to do, a disclaimer about one of the actors that are in this season of heroes it was almost two (laughs) it was yeah i can't find anything backing up the the other actor at the moment i don't think no
1: yeah yeah
0: no 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 No. we were worried we're like god we're gonna have to do two not the big no it's just the one Mm -hmm. uh there is an actor in the show robert nepper he was from prison break i believe is the most famous from prison break and in november and i
1: zombie now but yeah Oh, but then? Yeah, no, prison break for sure. Yeah. I was going to say I, Zombie also, but yeah, you're right. Back then it was that.
0: It's like, I think just period, probably prison break. Um, yeah. But in November 2017, he was accused of sexually assaulting uh, a woman. Uh, Susan Bertram, who is a costume designer, came forward that he assaulted her in 1992. There is an article in Hollywood Reporter about it. I will link that article, as well as the other article, where four more women, after seeing that, came forward with their own stories. And they take place between 1983 and 2013, so before he was on Heroes and after. None -hmm. of them were while he was on Heroes, at least, that have come forward. Mm -hmm. And I remember after it came out, I think he was on iZombie at the time, which you just mentioned.
1: And yeah, they had did like a, whole... you know,
0: investigation mm-hmm. and didn't find anything for at least for that,
1: yeah. it's it's probably why spoiler alert his character got killed off because he was going to be like a forever regular.
0: was he though? because the, the, they claimed that he yeah. was just gonna be there.
1: Oh, that is such bullshit. They had just upped him. they they wanted him around. Because they had,
0: because then, like, I remember reading later they had claimed, like, oh, no, his time was already going to be done. We had already finished mm-hmm. filming.
1: The timing is sus. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I agree I'm pretty sure that's
1: how they, how they, how they fix that little problem. So.
0: I agree with you. I believe four of the women, like, have come forward, name and all. And one woman has not, because she is married to a prominent TV actor at the moment. And so she asked her name not be used in the article. And her story, I'm going to focus on for a moment, just because when she told her husband about it, it was a few years back, while they were binge-watching Heroes on Netflix, and he came on, and she broke down and confessed what happened to her husband. And the husband confirmed it, and is all like, as an actor, I admired him, but as a man, I wanted to beat his face in, because he did this to the woman I love. Mm. And I will, again, link that whole article in the show notes, you'll have two for that. But... After this, he was all like, oh, this is, um, I'm shocked and devastated to be accused of violence against a woman that's not, just not who I am. And so the original accuser, Susan Bertram, filed a lawsuit against him, a <laughs> defamation suit, and that finally was just resolved back in June. And mm. it was settled. It wasn't released what settlement happened or anything, but it was like just literally settled back on June
1: 1st. Yeah, and I mean, we're never going to know the terms of that. So. No, 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 no.
0: So it's just, it's the more you know, uh, mm-hmm. information for you to have. Take with it what you will. I wanted to do it at the top of the season. This is our yes. mentioning it, talking about it, because we probably, will, probably won't bring it up again. Maybe we will, who knows. But it's just the more you know.
1: No, it's important to have this sort of thing in front of, you know, a piece of entertainment that has a... a questionable person in it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. what's really what really is like as like you know something to reckon with now is it's it's the whole like i really like the character but now it's like the actor did some really shitty things so you know, if if on the podcast I'm ever like, oh Samuel, you're great or whatever. I'm not saying I like or approve of Robert Nepper per se. I'm I like the fictional creation of the writers of the show and how he interacts with other characters. Yes.
0: Even like you know watching I mean? it again, I was like, like these first like two episodes, I was like,
1: because
0: mm, it was like in the back of my mind mm-hmm. the whole time, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So. Especially, like, like the scene with him and Don Oliveri in yes. the beginning when she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's hard
0: not to think of it. The more you know, it's important to bring it up. It's just, just, as, like, just as important to talk about the Leonard Roberts stuff. Yeah! So. Yeah.
1: It, it's just about having context and, and knowing the full history of things. Yes. As they relate to what we're seeing.
0: So mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, so just a little disclaimer there before we move on and move on we shall because we have a little bit something to talk about before we get into the episodes quote um originally on NBC, <laughs> these two episodes aired together for the premiere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know we have to re-watch this before we we write notes right Right? (laughs) So I was like, okay, YouTube TV isn't letting me pop out anymore so I can take notes at the same time. I will just go back into my archive and watch the original release. So I watched that through, took my notes. And Keisha, you did the same thing, except for you went and watched it on... Where did you watch it? IMDb? Peacock.
1: Peacock. Peacock.
0: You watched it on Peacock.
1: Yep.
0: We come together and we find out... (laughs) They fucking re-edited the episode to split when they split it into two episodes completely.
1: Yeah, this isn't like, oh, this has a different ending here, and this does this here. No, entire segments are shifted around from the original airing, mm-hmm. from episode to episode, and within the episodes themselves. It's a lot. Yeah, we spent- It's like a whole- it's a whole new narrative in some ways.
0: We spent you know? like an hour getting me in the right places where I needed to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we started. We started. Uh, <laughs> we started going through to make sure we had everything straight. Like, okay, I'll do. I'll, I'll lead this part. You lead that part. And as we started going through it, became very clear very quickly. When we were talking about one inv- event in particular, it was, it was like, no, that happens later. And she's like, no, it happens now. I'm like, no, it happens later. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we went through it, and it was like, and so does all this other stuff. <laughs> and Peter's not even in this episode. It, like, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they completely. I think the biggest thing probably would be is they took Peter out of the first episode
1: completely. Yeah, all of his stuff occurs in the second episode now.
0: Whereas he was, he had scenes in the first episode as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know to what reason they did it. Like, yeah, they're two separate episodes now because I think they originally were just orientation and they had dropped the second name. But now, if you go to stream, they're two different episodes. But there, were, I don't see why they would have why they needed to. Shift as much around as they did.
1: I don't either. I mean, we were talking about this. It's like it's not like they needed ad breaks. They have ad breaks built in. Mm -hmm. That's how network television shows are shot and edited originally. Um, It's not that they have to do something for time or you know. I know it's it's weird. It's like why would you completely twist around the events and the order in which they happen? It like it's it's really really crazy.
0: Because I was like, oh, I forgot this was two episodes. Keisha, do I want to do two? And this is why I'd already watched half of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if we had been like, no, let's just do the first one. <laughs> and then we get together and it's like, I have all this Peter shit that you don't.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, that never happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Oh. God, could you imagine? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So. The total, total mental breakdown that we would have.
0: <laughs> I wonder... It didn't feel to me like they had changed... The beginning of of season two because those two were packed together as well weren't they?
1: Um, season three, yeah, because oh, okay. it was the Siler stuff. Remember? Yeah, going after Claire and then yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't yeah. think that edit felt different. I, but, but <laughs> Who knows now? Because yeah, because I watched that on on a streaming platform now.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, you know. I I bet that one's probably pretty... It felt like things were happening in the right Mm -hmm. order. I was saying this to Rachel. um, Subconsciously, this all really was like an aha thing. Because as I was watching it, I remember being like, this seems funny. Like, it just didn't seem like fully right. But I didn't think it was like edited down or, or, you know, completely shifted or anything. I just was like, this is flowing in a way that I don't remember. So... But then again, I haven't seen that episode in years. So I was like, woo. So, I haven't seen I that
0: episode in years and maybe this is our third time watching it.
1: Um, Let's see. Yeah, unless it's like just the Siler scenes just because I did so much like uh, fan edits and stuff involving that character. Mm-hmm. That I watched pretty much every scene he's in like a lot in every season. But yeah, no, for sure. The whole thing. I haven't seen it that, that all the way through that much.
0: So... Wild, um <laughs> <laughs> yeah,, uh, Keisha, why don't you kick us off with the episode proper then,
1: okay, <laughs> so be patient with us if you know one of my notes doesn't line up with hers or something because i mean we we think we got this as well as we could, so yes, yeah, it'll be fine we'll we'll get through it. It'll be cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. episode. Um, Well, I was going to say, well, you know, it's 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 season four, episode one, but it's volume five, episode one. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. It's like when you collect books and one of the spines, it looks different or it's a little taller than the other ones. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, "Mm, I hate this. Yeah. So just doesn't jive right. Okay, so orientation. Uh, We kick things off with our favorite thing to see on Heroes, a bunch of people we don't know. And um, we kick things off at a funeral, it would seem, for somebody called Joseph. And I'm not going to be coy about it or anything. This is Samuel Sullivan. Uh, this, this is the Robert Nepper character. He is our lead antagonist this volume, so you're going to see a lot of him. Um, he is speaking over the proceedings. Um, he's basically... I didn't write down his whole speech. I was not, I was not in the mood to... Um, but he basically is talking about creating like found family. Mm -hmm. Um, and during his little speech, we see glimpses from volumes past. We see that iconic image of Peter in season one, where he's like in the coat and he's going to fly or he's going to at least jump off the building. Um, or, you know, all that. And we see him talking like, oh, there are others like us out there in the shadows and then the light. And we see Claire in season one and season two. Uh, We see Siler going boom. We see Nathan in season two in Ireland and flying away in season one. We see Tracy just straight up killing bitches. We see Matt and Janice and Lil' Matt. And we see Hero in Times Square doing, you know, Yatah. And we also see him rolling Ando out. So it's kind of like a, here's where they started. Here's kind of where they are. Or, you know, these are some important moments to show about them. And we see... Holy shit, Claire at college. Oh, can you believe it? Claire Bennett, the college years? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And we see Noah all alone spinning his wedding band on a table looking so <laughs> depressed. Oh my god. This is not his volume. Remember the badass from <laughs> seasons past? Mm-hmm. This is not this is not his, his uh his time. This is not his uh his peak. He's definitely gonna have a hard go of it in this one. Um, we see Hero and Ando looking through a window. Are they at a hospital? It looks like a hospital. Uh, we see Matt and his baby. We see Siler in a scene we've never seen, so this must be in the future, looking rough. And he's in, like, pajamas or, like, the kind of thing they give you at a police uh, department to wear. Um, we see Peter as an EMT again, so yay. So this is all, like, a preview of what's to come. Uh, Samuel has a compass. He drops it into the grave. And he says, find your way home, brother. Then he closes the earth right over the coffin so he can move the earth, which is like a crazy powerful ability, potentially, if you just sit there and think about that for a minute. Um, We see some of the new faces of the gathered crowd. They look a bit uneasy, a little, little like maybe something might not be on the up and up here, but they all uh, sort of have a little funeral procession backwards to a, a carnival going back to a carnival setting. So that's interesting. Uh, that's going to be a huge, big part of this season. Um, it was a giant part in the promotions. It was one of the more fun parts of their last comic-con was the carnival stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's our first little bit. Yeah.
0: He has a similar ability to, uh, the graphic novel girl that we just met that was part of the rebellion
1: yeah that's yeah you're right what's her name like Sparrow
0: Redhouse
1: or something like that or um yeah Spar- yeah yeah I think it is it's Sparrow something yeah I think it is Redhouse yeah so yeah this is this is uh this is a character who's going to be very important as things move forward and we'll get more into that much later because right now we need to focus on like I said hi Claire's in college now ooh <laughs> no more high school for this girl. Mm-mm, no way. So we go to Arlington, Virginia. And Claire is just having her very, very just normal, typical first day of college experience. She goes up to her dorm. She meets her new roommate, who's named Annie. And she's played, uh, played by an actress called Rachel Melvin, who um, was on the show Awkward on MTV, which I used to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might recognize her from that. Or, if you're a soap opera nerd, she was Chelsea Brady on Days of Our Lives for, like, a long time. Mm. So, yeah. Yep.
0: I saw she was also recurring on um, Sleepy Hollow, but that was after we stopped watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, do I not remember her? Or was this after we both went, peace out? It was, like, so, season four. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it was after we both went, like, uh,
1: peace. Man, talk about a show that fucking, ooh, that, that that's that's a messy-ass show right there. So, yeah, um, if she looks familiar, that might be why. I mean, obviously check out her IMDb and maybe, you know, there's something else. Um, She is a total like type A overachiever to the very annoying, like Tracy Flick degree Um, talking about like AP placement. And Claire's like, well, I got my GED, so (laughs) I just kind of uncomfortable. And you might as well have just punched Annie in the face saying that because you can tell this girl is like worked her fucking ass off uh, to an annoying degree. And uh, Claire's sitting there like, yeah, I barely graduated high school. Really? So (laughs) here I am. Um, She thinks Claire got into school because of her uh, connections when she's like, so what do your parents do? And she's like, well, my mom breeds champion show dogs my dad works for the government and she's like oh okay when when she says that her dad works for the government and i'm sat here like yeah she probably did get into school because of her parental connections like yeah Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure she got high like i'm sure her test scores are fine this bitch is a petrelli Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. come on yeah you're telling me nothing happened behind closed doors come on come on
0: thousand percent so
1: yeah so Annie is straight up one of those like vision board people. She's got her whole life planned out, <laughs> her her trajectory. And I was I was sat there like Claire, get out, get out. <laughs> it's like this girl's terrifying. Um, and she's just like, don't you think it's time you put childish things behind you? Like, don't let GED be a life choice. And I think it's because Claire's sitting on the bed with her Claire bears. She's judging her bears. That bitch. Tut tut. Tut, Tut, indeed. So, yeah, Claire's having that very typical college experience of having an absolute monster of a roommate. So it's, um, it, it very much smacks of, like, Buffy. Mm-hmm. And her annoying roommate. Yeah. Like, they couldn't be more different people. Yeah, Claire Bear, Claire Bear is in college. They never say the college, do they? Like, the name of it?
0: I don't remember. It might have been a title card. I...
1: I don't think it was. It's just at Arlington.
0: Yeah, maybe we see the name at some point. I don't know. They were just like she's a college, It's general. Just don't think about it. Too I think
1: much. they're. I think they're trying to imply that it's like a private institution. Yeah, like a really like hard to get into school or like a, an expensive school. Not like an Ivy League per se, but um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's what Annie was trying to like, like insinuate that it was at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. She was like gasp. She was clutching pearls. That. <laughs> Claire and her GED. They
0: didn't want to pay any Ivy room. League school to, like, you know, <laughs> use that.
1: Yeah. No, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easier just to, you know, make up a fake name. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you know, Claire's family, what's, what's, what's going on? What's going yeah, on over um, befe- <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> the episode starts to get scrambled for me, like, around here, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first those first two scenes are like there and then he, she was like what the fuck's happening but anyway <laughs> um so speaking of angela as you said angela is on the phone with noah if you remember last season the little um preview for this volume was tracy killing a guy <laughs> it sure You're was number four And so she is on the phone talking with Noah about these revenge killings. Like, we both know it's Tracy. It's only a matter of time before she comes to get you or Nathan. And Noah is like, you mean (laughs) Siler. And we just had someone in the Discord, like, talking about how was Noah so cool with it. Turns out, I guess he wasn't because (laughs) he is not returning Nathan's calls. And he claims he made an emotional decision because he didn't want her to lose her son and she's like, you need to focus. You have to get the company up and running. You're supposed to be the man with the plan. He says he's not that anymore because he lost his family. And he doesn't have time to talk either because he's already late to Claire's first day. He's supposed to be, be there when she's moving into college.
1: Yeah, she's, she's practically going to school in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Because he's in D.C. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: In, in both her dad's backyard.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um Yeah, I love how immediately, you know, Angela's the only one we'll see moving forward who's just like, no, 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 no. It's Nathan. It's Nathan. Everyone else is pretty much just like, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad thing we did.
0: I regret our um,
1: decision. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, he claimed it was an emotional one so she wouldn't lose her son, which maybe. Yeah, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean. Plus, you know, I'm sure he was like, "Yeah, fuck you, Siler," in his in his way. Yeah. But I mean, come on, I, I think we both know he's not going to stay down forever.
0: Oh yeah, we will be dealing with that this volume, won't we? Hmm. <laughs> um. But back to Claire, we see her walking on campus, and she gets handed a flyer for cheerleading, and she's just kind of like, "Yeah, no." And another girl slides up to her, like, "You know what? Good choice." and um, Claire's all like yeah I uh, used to be one I'd know and she asks the other girl hey did you used to be a cheerleader and she's like oh I tried out once but they said I wasn't like peppy enough or whatever and she introduces herself this is Gretchen Berg she is played by Madeline Zima so um, I didn't write down anything else she was in do you have any information on her?
1: Uh, no but I can get some yeah, I'm, like, so concerned with her roommate, I didn't even write down anything fucking recurring actor to the volume has been in. I think there's,
0: like, two other people I'm like, I should have freaking wrote their stuff down, but I was lazy, and then we got thrown into the hole, we had to, like, re the episode, so...
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, Madeline Zima has done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. She's been working for a long-ass time. Um, she shows up in... A lot of, like, one-episode roles in things. Like, she shows up in You, uh, Perry Mason, Hacks. She was on Californication, like, right after Heroes. I remember that um, for, like, a minute. She showed up in The Vampire Diaries once, apparently. That
0: must have been we when we were in... Was it? What? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: said, what? <laughs> um, They said it was, like, early on, though. Well, another so. Hero is a
0: Woman Vampire Diaries. We would have remembered that if it was early on.
1: I don't know, dude. She's really good at looking different. Fair. Um, Yeah. So she still works. Good for her. All right.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. And Claire introduces herself as Claire Bennett, not Butler, as she has been going by for a while. Mm, Big change. And um, says, yeah, she was from um, Texas. And Gresham's like, oh, my gosh, I'm from Austin. And wait a minute. You're not that Claire Bennett, are you? And Claire's like, what do you <laughs> mean? Murder at Union Wells, Claire Bennett? And Claire's like, oh, yeah, that, that's me, yeah. And <laughs> Gretchen's like, wow, like, you know, you probably should consider changing your name with, like, you know, all that stuff following you. And Claire's like, yeah, I did it once, but, you know, I wanted to be Claire Bennett. I thought people would forget. And Gretchen's like, nah, Google is your enemy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. It's the thing we've talked about at the beginning of the show with her and her videotapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the internet and social media are are going to explode in the four, five years the show is on in such a way to make the landscape just completely changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think this discussion could have happened if this volume took place a few years earlier, but now it's like, pff, no. <laughs> like, anybody can know who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing is hidden anymore. Everything's on the internet. Like, yeah. I
0: think it would have made Gretchen stand out a little more. I still think she might have known because she was kind of local of the area. And she's very clearly... absolutely. A murderino. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, future murderino. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. um, The only important note that I had about Gretchen was... I just want everybody to look at how wide-legged her pants are. (laughs) This is what Gen Z wants to bring back. And they're fucking monsters for it. So. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's definitely a regional thing. Like, yeah.
0: Because I don't remember if anyone else recognizes her name when we come up in
1: the next episodes. Um... I don't know. I truly don't remember. I was going to say no, but now I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah. Cause the, the cliffhanger at
0: the end of this episode, I couldn't remember what the actual thing was behind it. So
1: I, yeah, I think I remember part of it, but I, yeah, I'm not sure. But We'll get to that later. We sure will. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go back over to, uh, to Noah. He He's got to go. He's late. He's late. He's late. Um, so he's getting into his car and he, like, throws a newspaper over into the seat next to him, and the newspaper on the front page has a story about the latest death. And suddenly, out of nowhere, he can't start the car, and it just water bursts forth from the <laughs> vents. It's very dramatic, mm-hmm. and it's like what? And he he tries to get out doors, frozen solid shut like you know in the winter when you try to open your car door and you can't because of the ice yeah that times like 10 so r.i.p. Noah Bennett, i guess because the the car is rapidly filling with water and he cannot get out um but thankfully a gunshot rings out glass is broken and water pours out along with noah he literally like pours out of the car which is great um he puts his glasses back on after which are somehow not totally wrecked those glasses are sturdy mm-hmm. and he he gazes upon the visage of your friend and mine emil danko yeah. what the fuck so yeah thanks bud um he is here to offer a solution to their mutual problem uh he's like how about You and I team up, kill Tracy Strauss before she can, hello, hi, look around us, kill both of us. And (laughs) Noah's like, "Mm, last time I I tried to work with you, you stuck a string in me or wanted to, so, like, I'm not eager. And I'm like, just work together, you big fucking jerks. (laughs) Like, I just want to see it. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, they, they had a little disagreement about things and, uh, Noah glances down and he watches as the water drains away with like great purpose. Like it, it seems like it's very all going in one direction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, damn it, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Danka also
0: admits that, yeah, he's the one that killed Tracy himself because he's like, how did you survive that? I killed her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I saw her shatter. What the fuck? Ice melts. And yeah, no, it's like, it's like, Emil, honey, sweetie, baby, you really don't understand these people, mm-hmm. do you? Mm-hmm. You really don't. It's like, Tracy is a fucking elemental. You're fucked on that regard. Um, You know, look at someone like Siler. He's he's just unkillable. So, yeah. You gotta stop underestimating these people. You really have to do a lot to try to even come close to putting them down. And with some people, it's probably not even possible. Like I said, Tracy's not even human anymore, so that's a whole other level.
0: Yeah, it would be extremely difficult to put her down anymore, and that's all thanks to you guys and your lovely hot room training and everything, you know?
1: Yeah, way, way to, like, fucking literally train her in a way that the company yep. would. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Uh, popping away from there, um, holy shit, Tokyo, remember Hero and Ando? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are, what have they been up to? I'll tell you. They've started a vigilante hero service (laughs) called Dial a Hero, which is adorable. And they have, like, a fun little, like, poster with them on it and everything. And their whole thing is they help people in need, no matter what. And... (laughs) Ando and Hero are kind of having a tough go of it because no one has called to use their services as of yet. And Hiro's like, but my business model, it will not fail. Look at these graphs. They don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> or however you say it. Um, and we see Hiro, um, very plot-mechanation-y, has a photo of um, himself and Kimiko and Ando when they were little kids. And it's like, why the fuck does he have this photo he's looking at? And suddenly Kimiko busts in and she's just like, you're all fucking idiots. You're all wasting money and time and resources. And I hate all of this. And Ando's trying to like be smooth and cool with her. And she just thinks he's a fucking moron. He needs to get out of her face. (laughs) Like, nope, nope to all of this. And he's just like, oh, she hates me. And it all started at the carnival, 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 carnival. (laughs) Um because the photo that Hiro is holding apparently has everything to do with that and we'll learn more about it later but this is apparently the grand origin story of why Kimiko's always just like "Oh, baka with uh Ando mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah good stuff yeah but uh before before the end of all that um they finally get a phone call Huzzah! they get to save the day we'll find out how later on yeah how will they have to get to save the day, little red lightning guy and stop time guy? <laughs> yes. What very important task will they be put to that only they could accomplish? Stay tuned. You th- I, I would have thought that, because again, there
0: was a comic back in season two where, like, Ando and Kimiko seem to have come to some kind of understanding, but that's all gone. Now, I guess it, after <laughs> season yeah. three, whatever, she, I guess they went through Kimiko's back like, he was an idiot. What was I even thinking? <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, it was probably that honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> I think she was like yelling at them because it was like ten million yen or something they've spent on all this, and yeah.
1: Oh, I thought it was more than ten. I thought it was a lot. I thought more.
0: it was like ten million. But
1: yeah, maybe it was ten. Still a lot of yeah. money.
0: Mm-hmm. She's like blaming and, and of, of
1: of Yamagato like money that they are spending on this expenditure.
0: Yeah, they're in a Yamagato um meeting room. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's let's move forward, I suppose. Uh, Claire has arrived at a class. Not just a class, but a placement test for an AP math class that her roommate mentioned earlier. And so Claire is going there to kind of humor the roommate a little bit and, like, see what she can do, you know. And it's a math class, like I said. Only 35 people will get in, and they have 45 minutes to solve an equation. The professor lifts up the thing and go. And Claire is, like, sitting there, and she's like... Is this a joke? And Annie's like, I know it's easy, right? <laughs> oh, God. And we see her writing finally. And then, like, a red pointer shows up on Claire's chest. And then we see her get shot by government agents. Mm-hmm. But we realize that she was having a little nap because she makes, like, the eh! noise in front of everyone. Like, she got shocked. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she just... <laughs> gathers her things and leaves like this class is not for me
1: (laughs) i love how like claire i mean like look at hayden she's adorable right i mean she on the outside is very like girl next door american dream etc etc my favorite thing is that claire is just fucking awkward Mm -hmm. and weird and like she's not that smooth she's always kind of doing something that makes people go oh that girl's weird like i've always loved that and and, and this is like a really great like, callback, I think, with her behavior in college that we'll see to, like, what Zach told her in, in uh, high school. Yeah. She's queen of the freaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Queen of the freaks. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, it's really, really good that the show is like, hey, you know this very traumatic event that happened to her? She should have probably be having um, some serious PTSD from it, right? Yep. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she
1: is. Which, yeah, so we, I mean, I know we see that a lot with Claire, like, with the Siler attack and everything, but uh, we're going to reckon with some of this stuff in interesting ways later on.
0: It, it is redemption. It's the reckoning. That's kind of, like, what this whole mm-hmm. volume is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which we will go right into right now. Um, <laughs> we see Angela. She's having lunch at a sushi place. And she hears, Ugh! What have you done to me, Mom? Took me a half an hour to get here. And she looks up and who's walking in but Siler And he's like Oh sorry, my manners, you look lovely as usual. He leans down and gives (laughs) her a little kiss on the cheek and oh nope never mind that was a dream. Angel has just pulled up to the sushi place (laughs) (laughs) And we see her sitting there again when this time we see Nathan walk in. What have you done to me, Mom? took me a half an hour to get here. And Angela, like, hearing that again is, like, still in shock from, like, the dream. The sushi's put down in front of them. Nathan's, like, eyeing it up while Angela starts talking about how she's worried about the company and Noah getting cold feet. And Nathan's like, I'll talk to him about it. And he looks at the sushi and he's like, do I like sushi? (laughs) And she's like, you're the one who was craving yellowtail. I want Italian. he tries, like, the tiniest bite of it. And he's like, it's interesting. Man, you know, and she's like, life's all about new horizons. You can't let it get stale. And Nathan's like, yeah, you know what? I feel like there's like a lot of change lately. You know, when I look back on my life, it feels like it's not my life that I'm looking back on. And (laughs) Angela's like, yeah, this is all just, you know, midlife crisis, self reflection when you're 40. There's plenty of other unpleasant surprises to come. And he's like, yeah, you know, but like, man, I feel like I want to change. Like, I want to reconnect with everyone in my life who's important and be, like, a better me. And Angela's like, uh, all men your age start to feel the mortality. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. He's like, man, but you don't... Ma, I don't feel <laughs> moral. I feel immortal. She's like, listen. <gasps> go out. Get a sports car. A younger woman with questionable morals. That's what your father did, and it worked for him. And Nathan's like, ah, what would I be without you? Like... Again, how we've talked about before, like, Nathan playing Siler, playing Nathan, is just like a completely different (sighs) person to behold. Even him coming in, his mannerisms, the way he speaks.
1: Yes, very different. Mm -hmm. This is not Nathan. No. It's Adrian Pazdar in a suit. And that ain't Nathan. Nope. <laughs> like, it's not. And it's so great. He's so goddamn good on the show. He is so underrated as an actor. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right. It's totally a different thing. He's not playing Siler. He's not playing Nathan. He's playing a different thing entirely.
0: He, he Like I said, like he's a lot more soft-spoken as a Nathan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: More measured. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I guess, you know, <laughs> he feels like a whole new him.
1: <laughs> All the, like... Oh, God. All the double meanings and the lines. I love Mm -hmm. it. What would I be without you? Yeah. Siler. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. Um, uh, Going back a little bit, Angela's driver's name is Alfred. And, like, what kind of Batman nonsense is that? I didn't even... Didn't even notice. Yep. Uh. I was delighted. Um... He says mom every single time, and I'm going to screech mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. He ain't saying ma. Ain't saying, it's not right. Yeah. It looks right, but it's not right. Mm-hmm. It must kill her every time he says mom. Like, yeah.
0: A casual acquaintance wouldn't notice, but someone who knows him would probably realize this. And it's important to, Absolutely. like, know that Peter seemingly has not had contact with him in a while.
1: Which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because he immediately would be like, what the hell is up? Yeah, and then, you know, I have to be like, you know, ah, class war. Because Yellowtail's expensive and Silerate never had no sushi. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Not good stuff. No. Not like a private shop. It's tiny. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, like, what younger woman did Arthur go fuck? I would like to know.
0: <laughs> Allegedly her? I think that's what she
1: was implying. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. That she was yeah. the younger woman with questionable morals? Damn, good point, good point. I didn't even think of it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Unless there is someone else that we don't <laughs> know about, but I assume she was speaking of herself.
1: Um, quite likely. Yeah. And also, that in and of itself is troubling that he doesn't respond to it, right? Nathan would be like, oh, ma. Like, ma. Yeah, right. Yep. hmm All those little things add up. It's a delight. Oh, I love it. I love the, the siphon stuff so much. Mm-hmm. Same. Well, back in Japan, let me let me reveal to you the very important task that our heroes need to accomplish. <laughs> Muffin Man is stuck. <laughs> There's a cat. It's it, it stuck up high. A little girl called them. Mm-hmm. They were called Haseva Kitty Cat. Um, but I love how they're both like, well. Freezing time, can't do it. Red lightning, not gonna work. <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> so, they have to do it the old-fashioned way. And, uh, Hiro <laughs> straight up throws Ando under the bus and has him climb up and get the cat. And so, Ando, like, shimmies up a pipe, basically. And he successfully scruffs the cat and grabs it and brings it close to him. And then the little girl's like, careful, he doesn't like strangers. <laughs> Which, of course, makes the cat attack the shit out of him. Um, Ando is spooked by this and is about to fall because he loses his grip when Hero, at the last second, is able to stop time. He seemed really reluctant about using it before because, if you recall, it did not go well at the end of Volume 4 for him regarding mm-hmm. time stopping and any using of his powers. Nosebleeds, headaches, not so good. So he manages it, he stops Ando and the cat and everyone, you know, and and it's right before he hits the ground. But it's clear that Hiro is still very much going through something that we haven't really discussed, so. Yeah. Yeah. Muffin Man! Yeah. Yeah, Muffin Man! (laughs) Best cat name ever, honestly. Oh, man. Just this little
0: girl like, yeah, of course it would be like a little girl as far as like,
1: yep, Perfect! They can go
0: save my kitty! Yeah,
1: my kitty cat! Yeah. They'll do it.
0: Like, what were they? who
1: were they expecting to call them? <laughs> I don't know. Some, like, rich family whose daughter had been kidnapped? Like, something real? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You get Muffin Man. Alright, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Um, going back over, because, okay, what's interesting is that It seems like the way Rachel's is cut is much smoother than the way that it is now. It chops all over the place in weird little small bits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just be prepared for, like, two sentences and then the next thing. um, Because that's coming up. So we go back over to Angela following her her lunch with uh, Nathan. And she's calling Matt. And she's just like, dude this is a problem. And he's like, I told you never to call me. Like, I, I want nothing to do with this. And she's like that thing you did six weeks ago. I think Siler is beginning to emerge again. And it's like, you can't just make a person go away, dude. Like not fully. And as we've seen with Siler, he's a powerful motherfucker. He hangs in there. He hangs in there when the Haitian tries it. He's strong. So Mm -hmm. this is not going to be easy. She wants Matt to basically drop everything Come to DC and re-whammy him. And Matt's like, yeah, no, um, I don't do that. I'm not using my powers anymore. Because clearly nothing good comes from it. And he mentions that uh, he's seeing things, even. And he's like, no, no, I'm out. Like, I'm not, nope, I got my family. I got my job back. Like, this is just, I'm, nope, not doing it. And he's like, I'm out. And she's like, Oh, there's no such thing as out and he's like, well, it sounds like it's a big old you problem. So uh, good luck with that.
0: <laughs>
1: What's interesting about this uh, to me is that Angela has now been rebuffed by both Noah and Matt. <laughs> yeah. And like, again, this is like not Angela's volume either. <laughs> she can't just snap her fingers and make things happen anymore.
0: <laughs> mm. She's getting pushed back.
1: Yeah, she's not used to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matt's like, I'm not an IT guy. I can't just come over there and do like a software patch <laughs> on Nathan. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she does. She's like, she's like updated or, or something, like upgraded or whatever. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, she's out of luck. Um, meanwhile, Nathan is just sitting in his office. And he goes for his really obnoxious American flag mug and he has his hand near it and he doesn't quite realize that he's not fully touching it. And it like goes to his hand, just goes right to his palm. Very classic Siler, very burnt toast diner. The first time we ever saw him very Gabriel and Chandra. So it's like, Oh God, the fuck. He's like, what, what what did I just do? What happened? And so he tries to do it again intentionally. And nothing happens at first. But then, this time, El's lightning goes over his fingertips. And he's just like, what the hell? <laughs> yep. What the hell? I'm just a fly boy. What's going on? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so just, just, just a little bit to show how much Siler is reemerging as Angela fears.
0: Yeah, he's, he's
1: back, baby. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Like we saw in the, um again, the other part of the uh, preview for this volume where he was focused on the clock that was off. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's broken, Mom. Gotta fix it, Mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you want for lunch, Mom?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's go back to Claire. Okay. Claire's heading up to her dorm and... Uh, there's Noah there, and he's been trapped by Annie, who's just been talking his whole ear off. <laughs> and you can hear her say, I'm sure if, like, she could be an above-average student if she just applied herself more. Oh,
1: hey, you made it. <laughs> above-average? Fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and was like, yeah, I had trouble with my car. Annie was just, you know, catching me up. And, um... And he's like, okay, cool. We'll see you at orientation tonight. They have Guitar Heel 3 down there. And, like, that is my game. I am so great. You Consider yourself served.
1: Oh, didn't you cringe when she kept saying that? It's like, oh, my God. We get it. That's a thing people said in that year. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Didn't age well. I was like, oh, cringe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've been served. So she walks off.
0: And Noah's <laughs> like, you know, you could take that math class next semester. And Claire's like, that was not even the most interesting thing that happened to me today, <laughs> father. I was recognized as a survivor of the homecoming massacre at Union Wells. <laughs> and he's just like, hmm, about it. Maybe changing your name back to Bennett wasn't the best idea after all. But she's like, nah, nah, nah. I just want to be Claire Bennett, daughter of Noah Bennett. And Claire likes telling the truth. And her way of reinventing herself is telling the truth. Ish. Maybe not the whole truth with her, you know, <laughs> abilities. But telling the truth to people about who she is and what she likes.
1: It's so cute when they're both like, ish. Yeah, ish. <laughs> yeah, ish. <laughs> <laughs> Keep some things down though. <laughs> yeah yeah oh god i <laughs> i just oh i love gretchen so much i'm just gonna gush like the whole volume i really am mm-hmm. she's so good for claire yeah and do you think like maybe after the carnival events in the final episode that like Gretchen and Claire could go to a gay brunch, and Siler could be there, and then Gretchen could, like, finally meet the guy who, like, killed the cheerleader at Union Wells, and she'd just be, like, super stoked about it.
0: (laughs) Right? I don't know if she'd be super stoked, for one. Number two, like, I may guess maybe on one level, because she is kind of, like I said, I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. As long as he doesn't hurt her, I think it's fine.
0: (laughs) Number two, spoilers. Number three, uh... (laughs) We have complications with that in Reborn, so... Uh,
1: number four, I'm just gonna treat Reborn as somebody's fanfic that was lucky enough to get, uh, you know, put on the air, so, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, you know how in the new Halloween movie they erase the events of the sequels? Yeah, I like to think if heroes ever came back, they'd be like, what's Reborn? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know her, who's she? That was one big fucking mistake after another.
0: You know what that is? That was another multiverse, so.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The TVA can fix this this wrong, <laughs> this wrongness that has occurred. This branch reality where Claire Bennett.
0: Oh. <laughs> where Claire Bennett. Beep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh. Anyway. Anyway.
1: I'm just saying, Siler like, Gabriel Gray is from, like, Brooklyn, which is heavily gentrified now. And they could go to, like, a nice brunch. And, like, you know, they could just, he could just tell, he could just, it could be a fun time. He could tell them all about, he could, he could just really give Gretchen her, like, true crime nerd dream of being able to speak to a serial killer. hmm hmm Yep. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, back over to Japan with Time Stopped. Uh, Hero fixes Ando, kind of like rewrites him so he's gonna land on his feet and uh, restarts time. And the girl is ecstatic. Muffin Man is saved. Dala Hero is the best. I'm gonna tell everyone. Ando's like, awesome, <laughs> here's your kitty, great. And he turns back around because the girl's like, hey, what's wrong with him? And Hero is like, stuck? He's got his eyes shut and he is not moving. And Ando tries to like shake him out of it, but he is frozen in time. And the girl's like, he's weird, and just like leaves.
1: (laughs) Oh no. Mm -hmm. Complications! Little more than a nosebleed. Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah, something's not right with Hiro. Nope, nope. Maybe should have just let Ando hit the ground, (laughs) but maybe not. I don't know.
0: That was a long fall. That was like two stories and he was gonna yeah, fall. Yeah, it out was pretty back. tall.
1: Yeah, it was pretty tall. Like the cat would have been fine. Yeah, the cat'd <laughs> have been like, see ya <laughs> <laughs> See ya bitch! <laughs> yeah. Oh muffin man. We have to save Ando, though, so yeah. Yep. Um so going to that carnival we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sullivan Brothers carnival where we see a woman walk into a tent where Samuel Sullivan is waiting she has tattoos like all over her and so she removes her shirt and she's like on kind of like a weird little like bench a workbench kind of and she is presenting her like back to him and he uses this special ink on her and he says show me who he is and suddenly the ink forms underneath her skin to make a tattoo that looks like Danko and she says his name. She knows his name. And we see another person show up. So let me introduce properly. The tattooed lady is named Lydia. The mm-hmm. guy who shows up is Edgar. Mm-hmm. Lydia is played by Don Um, She's been in lots of stuff. She showed up in True Blood, right? I believe so. She was in True Blood. Um, she was on House of Lies on Showtime. Let's look um, her up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see where she's been.
0: Uh, recently, she's been in that, like, Bright movie.
1: <laughs> That's nothing to be to, to proud of. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, House of Lies, which you said. Mm-hmm. She was on Lucifer for a couple episodes.
1: Oh, yeah! Who did she play on there?
0: Lieutenant Olivia Monroe. Which I don't even remember, so I'd have to, like... Shit. Rewatch that or figure that out.
1: Yeah.
0: The voice of Pepper Potts. Also on The Vampire Diaries.
1: Wow. Was it just The Vampire Diaries or was it True Blood 2?
0: True Blood, yep. Mm hmm. Only one episode of True Blood, but she was on like five episodes of The Vampire Diaries, including the episode titled Klaus.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go then. (laughs) Mm hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, so she's she's certainly um, got work. And then Edgar is played by Ray Park, who, this is one of his first speaking roles. Um, He's a stunt guy, usually, and Mm -hmm. a performer in a more physical manner, um, because uh, if you grew up when we did, uh, he is Darth motherfucking Maul in the only decent Star Wars prequel. So, Mm mm-hmm and that's just because he's in it. <laughs> like Darth Maul makes that whole fucking movie. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's cool. Ray Park gets to actually like have a, a you know, like, a, like I said, a speaking role. And um, this is going to be a fun little thing for him. But yeah, this is, this is Edgar and Lydia who are important parts of the carnival storyline. Yeah. So as we see with Lydia, she can hold the special ink and, summon you know she can basically know who people like how do you describe her power like it's like she knows who they are and she can make their 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 image appear on her which is helpful and does that just sort of just like guide samuel then it's a bit
0: like precognizance in a way
1: yeah it's definitely precognizance and it's a little bit like molly yeah Because she knows how to find, like, like she knows where they are. I think too.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like Molly
1: in a way. Yeah,
0: but it seems like it's really in conjunction with like how his ability works as well.
1: Yes, it's very that. It's very um, codependent. Their Mm -hmm. their abilities are. So yeah, we we sort of start to dig into the carnival dynamic a little bit in this scene Um, because yeah, Edgar shows up and samuel wants to send him after danko and edgar's like yeah but what about all the shit you said at the funeral you know about us needing to move on basically and samuel's like yeah no i left out the part about vengeance so i'm gonna need you to go kill that guy (laughs) (laughs) and uh he says literally i need to get the compass back and kill the son of a bitch it's what joseph would have wanted and that would be the uh the character who was dead at the beginning, who we haven't met, and we will down the line. I'm going to say that right now. Flashbacks, woohoo! because mm-hmm. we're going to learn a lot about the history of the carnival. It's a big deal. I can't underestimate. Uh, I can't understate how big of a deal it is to this um, end of the show. So, Edgar's just like, oh, I don't want to. I I I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be. You know, your your little like murder errand boy. And so Samuel takes his little like what do you what do you call what he's using like it's like a quill kind of right
0: kind of but for like tattoos i guess
1: with a nub it has like a or a nib um yeah yeah so he has like a long stick it looks like the kind you would use to like make an old like an old style tattoo but um yeah so he stabs some ink into edgar and with him he uh uses a tattoo to cause him quite a lot of pain he he, it as a hand, like a red hand. It's like on his throat, like squeezing his throat. And um, he's like, I won't ask again after this one, I promise. But like, you, you're you doing this, basically. So we're getting the sense that, that Samuel is uh, not afraid to lash out at his own people, which is a big part of his character moving forward. So, yeah, just a little a little bit of learning a little more about the carnival, the new characters. Um, any Any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, like, it's interesting because, like, Lydia is definitely meant to kind of be a little titillating, but at the same point, I didn't feel she was over-sexualized in this first Oh, feature. not at
1: all, which is interesting because she's dead-ass half-naked. Um,
0: yeah, like, it's, there's no, like, ooh, random side tit or anything. Um,
1: no, <laughs> no, no.
0: It's like, she drops like, her thing, goes right to a stool where she's basically fully covered other than her back exposed. Um, it's very
1: business-like, Yeah. Yeah yeah because i mean jesus if you see yeah when she's on the bench she's wearing like a really like flowy skirt and like and like nothing else (laughs) like yeah it's you know but like you said it's it's framed very well her hair like totally there there's no there's no there's no coy side boob or anything which you know wouldn't necessarily be the case always Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. good on good on the show i suppose for that um yeah, going from the carnival, we go back to that sushi shop from before, which is getting a lot of screen time this season
0: <laughs> already. I think Noah lives right by it.
1: I think he might. God help me if he lives like above it or something. What kind of depression? I thought house? there was like a like,
0: like a thing where he like walked by it like at the beginning, like after probably he hung so. Up. I think he's like yeah. right there. He lives like right by it.
1: That would. I mean, that makes sense. So we see the same uh, sushi shop from before, and Noah's there. And and now Tracy, oh my, it's so awkward to have your, your would-be killer just stroll right in <laughs> where you're having some food. And uh, he's like, huh, here I was thinking I'd be the one that got away. And she's like, no, you're just number five. And so she sits there with him, and she's describing what happened when Dango shot her. She's like, I felt myself shattered. I felt myself melting. And then all those pieces came floating back together with one cohesive thought, killing all of you. And Noah, Noah's just like, mm, I don't know. I don't buy it really. Like, I I don't know if I, if I see this for you, this whole villain arc that you're attempting to go <laughs> on, really this whole, like, you know, would be Siler kind of thing. And, and she's like, Hey, who I am now though. It's literally because of you guys. I mean, yeah, obviously mentally and otherwise, like we mentioned earlier, They physically pushed her to the point of going beyond her own humanity. So, well done. Um, But Noah's like, okay, so here's the deal. What if I could make it so that Danko just was not interested in you anymore? How about that? And she's like, why would you even do that? And he's just having, like, (laughs) it's funny. Angela says Nathan's having a midlife crisis. No, Noah Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. He's like 20 years of bagging and tagging, and I've never helped a single one of you. So maybe we're both looking for redemption. And so he wants to make a deal with her. And he's very, like, handshakey, And she doesn't shake his hand. Nobody ever wants to shake his hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, you know, good on them. Because, you know, I wouldn't. I don't trust him. Um, So, yeah. Interesting.
0: Bet you wish it was that easy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah. In another life,
0: Noah and Tracy, company partners, bagging and tagging, having a great time. Yeah. But not this one. Absolutely.
1: No, not this life.
0: Because I enjoy, like, Noah and Tracy's dynamic. It's fun. Me
1: too. Me too.
0: We get to see more of in I- this episode.
1: <laughs> I enjoy him with all of the blondes he hangs out with. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Siler's not blonde.
1: <laughs> well, that's a special, that's a special relationship. <laughs>
0: Noah's Special great with like everyone that he's with pretty much. So.
1: He really is though. He he does not have a wink uh, like a, a weak link in terms of scene partners. Mm-mm.
0: So. Mm-mm.
1: Speaking of,
0: speaking of, he meets back up with Danko cuz <laughs> he is trying to change his mind about Tracy Strauss. And Danko's like, "No, I'm going to change your mind." <laughs> and Noah's like, "No." <laughs> and Noah's was like, "I'm really gonna recommend that you change your mind." And he gives Danko a, what looks like to be a set of plane tickets. And he's yeah, like, it's
1: like it's like a get the fuck out of town kind of thing.
0: This is you starting your life over, courtesy of the U.S. government. And Danko's like, "Nope, we all want things, Bennett." And Noah's was like, "Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna get what I want." Smile, because <laughs> guess who's back. The Haitian is back, baby!
1: Hey! Finally!
0: Wherever the fuck he was in Volume 4, he is back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) D'no! He he was probably in super hiding, because, yeah, he is incredibly dangerous, so... I think, didn't he kind of imply he was going
0: to hang out down in Haiti to help fix shit up from his I, brother? I, th- I
1: think that was what they basically said after the D stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, he, he's...
1: So we'll just say that, we'll just say that,
0: yeah. Uh, Noah's called in a favor and the Haitian's back, puts his <laughs> hand on Danko's head. Yep. Yeah. And the next scene is one that I very... I had I underlined stuff because it really got cut apart from what it was... In the episode I saw. But I will relay what allegedly happens in this scene next.
1: <laughs> allegedly. Eat my butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the way it was presented in the um, streamed episodes. Ooh. Nathan is trying to get a hold of Peter. And he gets sent to his answering machine again. And Nathan is upset. He has left three messages now. Something is happening to me. And you're the only one who can understand what it is. Call me back, Please. Because clearly Nathan's like, um, I'm having more than one power right now.
1: <laughs> Something's wrong. And I mean, that's what Peter used to have. Mm-hmm. So it's not wild for him to be like, oh, God, me too. Yeah. So it could be, you know, it could be. Yeah.
0: We know it's not, but it could be.
1: <laughs> no, no, but bless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Because as we've said before, this episode, they completely took Peter out of the first episode. Yes. He was interspliced in here. All his stuff has been moved to the second episode. He's just, like, MIA on the streaming version of this episode. Mm-hmm. So, we now move on to Claire at orientation. And sure enough, Annie is there hogging guitar hero. And Claire, instead of going to Annie, goes over to Gretchen. And Gretchen apologizes for freaking, her, freaking out at her about the murder at Union Wells and... Claire's like, nah, it's fine. It was just weird because I wasn't allowed to talk about it before, you know. So it's kind of interesting to actually talk about it. And Annie kicks the butt of whoever she was playing against before. And sees Claire and calls her over to play. And Gretchen's like, ugh, she's horrible. She's been hogging the thing the whole night. <laughs> and so Claire walks over with Gretchen. She's like, sure, but I want to play with Gretchen. And Annie's like, but does she know what she's doing? <laughs> your opponent should raise your game, not lower it. And Claire's like, well, we both don't know what we're doing, so we're just going to have some fun. And we, they take the guitars, and we see this little montage of them playing Guitar Hero 3, because clearly they got some money from Guitar Hero 3 (laughs) to be put in the episode. Hashtag sponsored.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no joke.
0: Yeah, so, that was that.
1: Um, But, you know, it's great, because we get to see Claire do the thing that she always is so desperate for in earlier volumes, to just be normal and just do normal stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just chilling at an orientation, playing Guitar Hero, making new friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing nothing crazy.
1: No. Not at all. Yeah. I think things are going to be okay for Claire. Surely. I think college is going to be very uneventful for her, honestly. Of course it is. Yeah. This is Claire's year of normal. Finally. Oh, yes. She deserves it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. She's earned it.
0: More than earned it. So,
1: yes. So, Danko arrives back at his place, and, you know, he walks through the door, and he turns the alarm off, and Tracy shows up, like, right behind him, and he's like, oh, they sent you to get it back? And she's like, what? What the hell are you talking about? And she realizes when he's like, who are you, and all this stuff, that uh, Noah was good to his word, and made Danko forget about her. And so she decides ultimately, you know what? This is not worth it. And she turns, and she's about to leave. But he's still not alone. Because Edgar is there. And we get to see his ability. And Danko is so fucked. Because (laughs) uh, it's really hard for even someone who has a power to go up against someone. Who is a speedster. Yep. He's got super speed. R.I.P. Daphne. And so, yeah, he has super speed. And he is good with knives because he's a carny. Mm-hmm. So he uses this ability and this skill to murder the absolute fuck out of our sweet, sweet, sweet Emil Dango. And Tracy is there. And so she is like, she, she goes into the apartment proper and she gets in Edgar's face a little bit. So he tries to slash her too. But she's just water every single time. He even slashes her face, and it's such a cool shot. Mm -hmm. It is such a cool shot. The real tragedy, I think, of a lot of the timing of when this show was produced is just the time it took for effects on TV to look good and be affordable enough to look good. Yeah. There's so much effects work in Volume uh, 5 that it looks very, very decent.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And they get to use a lot of fun stuff. And it's like, oh, if only... If only this show had started a few years later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, They could have done more. But what are you going to do? So, yeah. He tries to slash her and it's just water every time. She doesn't even drop, you know, not a single drop of blood. Nothing comes out of her. She's full on Alex Mack. And so, when he, after he goes for her face, she grabs him and she freezes the blade and she gets his arm. And then it's like, huh, you know, so it's like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) So... (laughs) yeah quite the quite the fun little little fight scene moment, and then also um r i p to a real one <laughs> Aww. danko no he's a bastard, and we love him, <laughs> and we miss him every day oh man yeah um so we go back to Japan and, and I was wheeling hero around now how the turns have tabled and <laughs> Eventually, Hero comes too, but his nose... oh his nose is bleeding real bad. And so Ando's like, yeah, instead of freezing time, time froze you. Ando's like, you need to go to a doctor. And so this is the big bomb drop at the moment for Hero Nakamura. He's already seen a doctor. Because of the nosebleeds and the headaches. The news? It's not good. He's dying, Ando. Maybe soon. But he can't time travel anymore. And Ando does not want to accept that. He's like, no, there has to be some moment in time where this started. Like, there has to be a moment we can go back and fix, you know? I'm not going to accept this. This isn't defeat for us. And so Hiro mentions the thing from the photograph he was holding. um, When they were all at the carnival together, he had his fortune told. And the lady said that, you know, he was going to be a powerful hero. And he's like, maybe if I never got that fortune, I'd be fine. Like, maybe things would be different. Um, but he's also very like, no, I can't do, I can't change the past. Like, what up, Adam Monroe? I learned a thing. (laughs) I can't just go and do that. So he's very like, nope, not going to do that. But unfortunately his power is super fritzy and he keeps freezing up and then he vanishes and he ends up back at that carnival. Yeah. Interesting.
0: If you remember at the end of last volume, or like, you know, volume four, mm. Baby Touch and Go only goad his um, time stopping, so he couldn't travel back in time anymore, as far as he was aware. Absolutely
1: not. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, this is, apparently his power is coming back a little. It's
1: turned on a little more. Or it's just, you know, some real fate and destiny stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I could spend, like, hours just talking about this fucking Heroes and Time Travel and, like, how <laughs> Heroes, Time Travel versus any other character that attempts time travel. I could just go on for <laughs> hours about it, so I just gotta hold it in and just go, mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you could. I believe you could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: since Heroes at the Carnival 14 years ago now, mm-hmm. we move to Lydia, who... Now has a tattoo on her back of Hiro. And she tells Samuel he was here at the carnival 14 years ago. Hiro Nakamura. Time traveler. And Samuel goes over to talk to another man. And it's old, this old man. And he's on oxygen. And he's like, I know you're weak, but I need you to do it one more time. I think we found someone to fix the past. And I need you to send me back. And he asks how far. And Samuel's like, 14 years. And this guy, I think they, he says Arnold, I think they say his name, but I just didn't write it
1: Um, I don't know if they do here or if they do later, um, but yeah, his name's Arnold. Yeah, this
0: is Arnold who he's talking to, who clearly has a power to send people to the past, send himself to the past, some kind of time travel, very similar to Hero.
1: Yeah, and who clearly, whose health is also not doing well.
0: <laughs> yeah, time travel, I guess, really wrecks you, man.
1: I don't think you can unstick yourself from time and be okay. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Claire who is getting back to her room after the party. And she's like, man, I didn't see you uh, leave Annie. Uh, when did you sneak out? But like, she looks in the room and Annie's not there. And she's like, oh, well maybe I guess you're still there, but you left the window open. So she goes out to shut the window and looks over the edge and what does she see but Annie dead on the ground? She jumped out the window or something, she's dead.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love how Claire doesn't scream or gasp or anything, because why would she at this point?
0: Just like, of course.
1: <laughs> she's been around so much death and everything that's just like, oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucking college, shakes fist. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh was her window all the way open? Like, were both of the things all the way pushed out? I believe so. That is so not realistic.
0: <laughs> There's no windows like that.
1: <laughs> well, no, because in college, literally, if, you're, um, if your dorm is a certain floor up, your windows do not open all the way mm-hmm. because of the very thing that they think she did. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I was on the seventh floor in my dorm room, and you better believe those windows barely opened.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a fancy college, Keisha. They got big windows. I
1: don't care. I don't <laughs> care. It's a safety <laughs> regulation thing. It bothered me then. It bothers me now. No, I,
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. They weren't too h- far up. They were, like, third floor,
1: maybe? Yeah, but even then, I think third and up is when it's supposed to be, like, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm not arguing. Yeah. i arguing. I know. It just bothers me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, rip Annie.
0: Yeah, we barely knew ye.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it, though.
0: <laughs> this is the thing that I don't remember what exactly happened to Annie.
1: We'll find out. Yeah, me either. I have, like, inklings in my head, but I don't think I'm putting it all together right, so. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, we sure will. Insta- what do you mean, what happened to her? She obviously just jumped. But she, like, we'll get into it in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. We sure will. But first, let's head toward
0: the end of this one. Um, we see Matt walking through his house. He stubs his toe on something. Uh, it's night. We, we This scene flashes back and forth between Nathan and Matt. <laughs> we then see Nathan. He's upset at his desk and he's concentrating on that cup. And he gets up and his face morphs a little. Like, he looks like Solly for a second. Uh, Matt, back at his house, goes to Maddie's crib... Maddie's gone. Nathan moves into the bathroom and flicks a light on with his TK. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt's looking around the room. Maddie, are you crying again? And then he hears him cry. And we see Siler is there with a baby. Hi, Daddy. He makes Maddie wave. And Siler looks at Matt. I want my body back.
1: Yeah, so apparently Siler is two places at once, huh? That's real great for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want my body
1: back. <laughs> his catchphrase. Uh, his catchphrase of the season. <laughs> Give me back my fucking body. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah, I didn't get it to be continued because like it, mine just whoop rolls right into the next. Like yeah, episode. so does mine.
1: So does mine. Yep.
0: All right, so. That's the end of orientation. How about we go into Jump, Push, Fall?
1: Jump, Push, Fall. Um, okay, so yeah. We are just going to roll right into the next episode because that's how they aired it. Uh, there's not even a to be continued, so we're just one, one big long to do. Episode two, though, is called Jump, Push, Fall, as Rachel said. And uh, what's funny is they don't do a TBC or anything, but they have it previously online. So Nathan... <laughs> Those are the previously mm-hmm. on Heroes. And we do all that fun stuff. And then we go back to. Um, <laughs> we go back to Siler and little Matty Jr. And he's like, Oh, poor daddy. He looks pretty scared. Can you say freaking out? <laughs> and Matt's just like, How are you even here? And he's like, Oh, well, guess what? I'm part of you now. Whatever you did to me, I held on. So, sucks to suck. I'm with you now. And so he's like, you know, Matt's like, oh, you're not real. This isn't, you know, this isn't real. And he's like, huh, if I'm not real, how could I be holding your little boy? And he's like, tell me where you put my body. And, you know, Matt's just not going to mess up with nothing. So he's like, oh, and we hear Janice being like, Matt, you know, in the (laughs) hallway. And he's like, here comes mommy. And he's like, catch. And he throws little baby Maddie. And Matt freaks out. He's like, oh, you know, he, like, goes to catch the baby. And there's there's nothing. It's nothing. There's nothing. He caught nothing. There was nothing. Maddie is in the crib. Oop. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. This is what he was talking to Angela about. Seeing shit. So. Oh, no. Not going great for Don't Matt Parkman. No, it's not. Okay, so we go from there over to... A very smoky room, <laughs> and Noah Bennett up taking the battery out of a smoke detector because because Mister Man with a Plan, Mister Can Do, just burned the absolute shit out of like a TV dinner in a toaster oven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it is black. It's black.
0: Microwaves <laughs> exist. Why didn't he buy a microwave?
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm sat here, and I'm like, I can't even operate a toaster oven. Those things are just little fires waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, they're fucked. So, (laughs) so he just, you know, reluctantly, he goes into the fridge. He's got, like, he's got nothing. What is it with bath? just buy food. Just buy food. Mm -hmm. It exists in the world. Just buy it. He's not doing
0: anything else, honestly. Why can't he go buy groceries?
1: I don't know. Go buy, like, some deli chicken. They have it at every store. So... (sighs) Anyway, he gets milk and cereal together because it's all he has, and he's sitting there. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Noah tries to call home, what would have been home, and he tries to call Sandra, and some guy answers, and he's like, "Oh, uh, he's like, I'm trying to reach Sandra. Sorry, I think I called the wrong number." And he's like, "Oh no, she's here. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yes, live your best life, Miss Sandra." <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Fuck it. And so he hangs up, but then immediately after, the phone rings, and it's Tracy. She calls him. She has him come over to Danko's apartment, and he shows up, and she's there with Danko's body, and she's just like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Whoosh heroes.
0: I love that. She's like, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. You know, she's like, did I do that? I didn't. I didn't do that. It wasn't me. (laughs)
0: If it was me, do you think I'd have called you? (laughs) If it was me,
1: do you think he'd look like this? I mean, I'm very, I'm very, you know,
0: I'm not that.
1: (laughs) I'm not like messy stabs. Like, yeah.
0: Honestly.
1: Honestly, though. I'm a lot neater than that. Thank you. He's not drowned, is he?
0: Mm -mm. So. We see Hero again back in time at the carnival and. Who should come up to him but his young self? And is like, hey, can you take a photo? So Hero is the one that took a photo of himself, Ando, and Kimiko on that day. Gotta love it. It's just, a, just a little scene with them to remind you what Hero's up to in this episode. Again, it's cut weird because my episode had a completely different little like timeline with that, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, yep. Instead, we'll go to Claire, where she is in her dorm being interviewed by police. And they ask if Annie was suicidal and Claire's like, no, not at all. And they're like, Yeah, well we have the suicide note, we found her pillow, and Claire's like, What are you talking about? There was no suicide note. I would have remembered seeing it. I remember thinking, Wow, she her pillow looks crisp before I looked out the window. There was no suicide note. And she's like, I think it was a murder and the cops are just like, Mmm It was a suicide <laughs> So
1: Yeah. Yeah, Claire's like, uh, why would she kill herself? Look at her fucking vision board. <laughs>
0: like, she has her trajectory board up there. She was kicking everyone's butt oh. down at, like, Guitar Hero. She was on top of the you world.
1: Know. Yeah, she was gonna be the youngest governor in United States history or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I love how um, that other cop is trying to keep people from getting their shitty camera phones into the room. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, get a picture. It's so great. Yeah, was
0: like, a group of, like, kids out there looking him, Yeah.
1: You know? Mm-hmm classic Mm -hmm. there's no privacy in the dorms that's very true cops are here let's go check it out Mm -hmm. anyway
0: let's go to new york (laughs) uh remember a character we haven't seen the whole episode so far i mean i have in my version in my like timeline but we haven't yet here um it's peter and hassam hey you remember hassam
1: i'm so glad they brought hassam back yeah
0: they are stuck in traffic in an ambulance And Peter's just not having it. Uh, Peter's like, I'm going to run. And he gets out and starts to run there. And we get to see that he's rocking some kind of parkour ability as he takes, like, an alley shortcut. And he gets to a car that's on its side. And there's a pregnant woman in it. And he rips off the door. And that's when we're like, oh, he has Mohinder's ability. And he's like, hi, I'm here to save you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love Peter in this volume so much. I know I said that last volume, but it remains true. I think he's just the best. Mm
0: -hmm. He has good energy in this volume. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I I think there's like, I don't know, there's something about the writing, especially in these first couple episodes, where it feels like they not only sound right, like it sounds like things the characters should say, but the actors seem very comfortable delivering the lines too. Do you know what I mean? Like it just seems, everything's right. Mm -hmm. It's clicking.
0: And they're, like, man, there's a lot of characters that are new for this film that we haven't even met yet. We only have got, like, our, like, first handful of new people that are coming in that we've met.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we have Tracy and Noah, and she's, <laughs> I love how she's explaining the thing that happened when she was fighting Edgar, where she's, she's kind of stoked about it. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, he, he was cutting at me, the whole water thing, kicked it on instinct. Mm-hmm. Like, Nope. Nope. And uh, yeah, so he's like, well, why are you here? And she's like, well, you know, I couldn't let it go. And then I made jokes in my notes about let it go. <laughs> cause she's you know, a frozen girl. And um, but when she saw that Noah did as he promised, hey, she was going to peace out. She was going to leave. But then she saw Edgar and she overheard him when uh, he said he was looking for something. And so Noah's like, hmm. So he's really looking at Dinko's body. And he's like, OK, so I don't think this was revenge the wounds are all to the stomach. If it were me, cuz I'm pretty much a I'm I'm pretty much like a serial killer who's just in between gigs right now, um I'd go for the jugular or the heart or the carotid, but this guy, he was looking for something. So, he gets a, he gets he gets a glove. <laughs> and he fully like goes into Danko's stomach and um he finds a key. Danko swallowed a goddamn key like a magician. Yep. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I love that. it just, I love that for him. That works.
0: If it was me, if it was me, Keisha, and I was in a grocery store, like the back part and chasing Siler down, I definitely would go for the jugular.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sat here like, you know, yeah, I know he didn't like murder people in that same way, but he absolutely shares so many of the traits of like a regular serial killer. Like he, he has, he, he, he stalks his victims. Mm -hmm. He, you know, like, yeah, he does, like, everything else except for, you know, some horrible, heinous thing. But, I mean, he did with Siler.
0: He slit Siler's throat. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. It felt good for all involved. (laughs) Oh, Siler's like, daddy, no. Anyway, um, or daddy, yes? I don't know. I'm getting away from myself, so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't. Just don't. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, second episode fun. mm -hmm. Okay, um, so we have uh, Peter and Hassam, and they're at the hospital. And so the pregnant woman, she survived, she delivered twins, and Hassam's like, and wouldn't you know, they're both boys, and she named them Peter, wow. (laughs) And Peter's just like, ha, fucking ha, her name is Christy, and she had two girls, thank you very much, and so... Hassam's like, yeah, why don't you go up and see her? I'm sure she, you know, she's been asking about you. And he's like, no. He's like, he doesn't want that kind of attention. You know, he's like, no, he's like, I'm good. Like. And he's like, dude, you single-handedly saved three lives. If it was me, I'd be floating on cloud nine right now. And Peter's like, oh I am. You know, but if I showed up, like, let's say, 30 seconds later, she'd be dead. They'd all be dead. And so Hassam's just like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this fucking guy. He's the annie to my Claire. And so he's like. All right, well, you know there's a life outside of this place like let's let's go out, and Peter's like, "No, I took on another shift, I gotta go, and they just got off a double. Mm-hmm. what the fuck, Peter? That's like you need to sleep. you are seriously not Superman like you're you're gonna you're gonna die <laughs> like that's not how you should operate um yeah, because' uh, Sam's like, no, dude, like let's go out for a drink, you know there's a bar that's still open, and Peter's like, no, 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 I'm good. And we see Peter back in his apartment later on and he has this little wall of newspaper clippings and he adds another one and it's, and it's you know, someone did a story in the paper about the, the girl and the babies and it's all the people he saved over the last like six weeks And he has a police scanner in his apartment and holy shit, he's being like a little Bruce Wayne right now, like with all the money. And he's like, he's, he's lost his fucking mind because he's just all about that now. He's just all about, this is like his own weird Catholic penance thing that he needs to, he needs to save everyone. He needs to save everyone he can to make up for everything that everyone else did. And so he's. He's going to commit himself to only that. You see in his apartment that he's got rid of, like, almost all of his furniture. Like, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's a mattress on the floor. The pictures are gone. Um, it's like, yeah, his phone is on the floor. It's, it's, yeah, he's he's doing a thing. And so he's sitting there and he's looking at his little wall of, you know, of pride. And he has, like a, like, a smile on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a thing. I'm doing good. And there's a knock on the door and Noah shows up. And he's like, can we talk? And Peter gives him a little like, hmm, face. Because if you remember, they didn't have the best interactions last <laughs> in the last volume. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Just, you know, guns getting pointed at each other constantly is all. So, yeah. Yeah, can we talk, buddy, pal, friend? Yeah, friendo. We're still friends, right? I know you kidnapped me and I like tried to shoot you, but whatever. It's fine.
0: We're fine. You know, come on.
1: We're fine. Yeah.
0: So... Back to Hero at the carnival fourteen years ago. He's like, "Wow, okay, so this is where I got my fortune. This is why Andal told Hero to go back." <laughs> so he's like, "All right, this is a test. I must not change the past again." Hi, Adam Monroe.
1: So <laughs> what up, Adam?
0: So he tries to go home and it doesn't work. And we see Samuel over at a booth, and in Japanese, he says to him, "You want to take a chance?" And Hero's like, "No." <laughs> And then in English he's like, What have you got to lose, Hero? And Hero's like, uh <laughs> walks over, do I know you? <laughs> and he's like, name's oh Samuel, and we're gonna be great friends. So oh boy.
1: <laughs> what what are you up to, Mr. Sullivan? Mm-hmm. What does he want? What does he want? Here he is fourteen years in the past
0: as well. So we'll go back to Peter and Noah. And Peter's like, do you want something to drink? And Noah's like, sure. And he's like, all right, I've got water and mustard.
1: (laughs) And Noah's like, what? Why are they both living the same life right now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) For real, though. For real, though. And and Noah's like, water, please. Uh, Love what you've done with the place. Which, of course, as as Keisha (laughs) mentioned, it's fucking empty. Mm -hmm. And Noah sees his wall of fame. And... Peter admits, yeah, I've been using my power to save people. Well, Dr. Suresh's power. Which, goddammit, Mohinder, where are you? He's, like, not here anymore. Is he even in this volume? I don't remember. No. I think he shows up. Does he? Does Mohinder show up in this uh, volume at all? Are we done with Sandhill? Um,
1: no, he shows up. He shows up. He shows okay.
0: up. Okay.
1: He shows but up. yeah. He has carnival stuff at the Sendhil's
0: end. stuff was, like, really cut back. Um, yeah. Which sucks. So... Peter also admits that, you know, he's trying to make up for everything that they've done. And Noah tells him, hey, listen up, we found Danko dead and I found this we found this key with him. It's a long story kinda, I guess. Uh hey Peter, <laughs> I came to you because I want you to come with me to the bank because this is a safety deposit key. Because the guy that killed Danko was this fast knife guy, and I'm just a mortal old man. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm soft and
0: fleshy. <laughs> <laughs> and could use someone like you, with power, on my side, that I can trust. And Peter's like, hmm, how fast? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Gift horses and all that. Yeah. I'm sat here like, okay, but if you're fast, then you can't be strong anymore. So yeah, it's,
0: you know, that. give and take. Well, Hinder's power, I think, is like a good freaking um, Swiss Army knife, honestly, for a paramedic.
1: Honestly! Yeah! Like, if you're strong, then you're a little faster. I mean, yeah.
0: Because it's not just strength, it's that whole, like, jumping and, like, almost Spider-Man-y, like, propulsion. It's,
1: it's... Yeah, exactly! He's Spider-Man-ing around. Well, I guess that's his choice. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, sure. His body, his choice. I got Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. So... We go back to Ando and Kimiko, and she's like, where the hell is my brother? And, you know, she's just like, he's gone. Like, that's weird. Like, where is he? You two are usually all around each other. I find one, I find the other kind of thing. And I thought Ando's like, um, maybe he's hiding and actually looks around (laughs) like he's looking for him. And she's just like, cut the crap. Tell me what's going on. So he tries. He says... He slipped out of time and space and now is 14 years ago at a carnival. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know why I even talk to you. <laughs> and she just leaves like you're a dumbass.
0: Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Mm. Why do I even bother? <laughs> Who could
1: say? I don't blame her. Don't blame so, Kimiko. Yeah, no. It <laughs> was ridiculous if you don't have the context. Mm-hmm. So we go into that past and it's Samuel and Hero. And Hero's like, You're a time traveler? And he's like, Well, I have a gift too. And he shows him this tattoo on his arm of of a compass and it moves, which is which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And Samuel pegs that he's there with the younger version of himself. And he's like, Oh, okay, interesting. And Hero's like, yeah, no, but I can't interfere, though, or I'll never become a hero. Butterfly effect and all. And Samuel's like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Though I bet there's some butterflies you could change, and, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't even change everything. Like, that'd, that'd be fine. And Hero's like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> like, hello. It's like, it's like Adam Monroe flashing in his head throughout. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. And Samuel's like, no, no, no. See, so here's the thing about Samuel is he's he's real sly. That's the word for Mm -hmm. it. And he's like, it's cool. Just change one thing. And he shows him by taking a baseball and, you know, chucking it at the, like, milk bottle thing. You know, the little booth that they have. And he takes out just one. And the others keep standing. And it's like, there, see, you can still do that. That'd be fine. And so Hero's like, um, well, like the slushy incident. Like, hey, I could do that. I could change that. And then he's like, oh no, I can't. He's hemming and hawing about it. So Samuel gets a literal, literally more pushy with him about it as they're by bi- the the young versions of uh, Hero Ando and Kimiko, and he shoves it him, and he shoves Hero right into the kids, and so Hero gets the slushy on him instead. But Kimiko does still lose her balloon. RIP her balloon. Um, <laughs> I mean she still lost something. Let's not let's not, you know, diminish that. And Samuel's just all smirk when it goes down and Hero disappears again. Mm-hmm. So. Die pinch. Yeah, something something different there. You know? Yeah. He changed things. <laughs> he did! Oh god, strap in, guys. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I guess we'll see the the repercussions of that, shortly. Absolutely, we will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there, but you got Samuel being the little devil on Hero's shoulder. Just change one thing; it will hurt. Just change one thing.
1: It'll be fun. You just have to be careful about what thing. But you can do it. It's fine, Hero. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. Very sneaky. Mm.
0: Instead, let's go to Claire at college. And Sandra's there because Claire's roommate just killed herself. So, of course, her mom's going to show up to see what you know if she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. And Claire says that uh, Annie's parents were there. And she feels like they should know about this supposed suicide note. And Claire hasn't told them yet, but Sandra tells her to not. Do not talk to them. It is not your place. Let the police handle it. And I'm on Sandra's side. Don't just go fucking talking to the parents. Like, they think she (laughs) killed herself, but I think she was murdered. Like, Claire, seriously, look at yourself. Yeah. Um, So they head upstairs. And when they get upstairs, Claire introduced Gretchen to Sandra because Gretchen's just hanging out in Claire's dorm room. And Gretchen also agrees, like, suicide makes no sense. (laughs) Like, this girl was, like, had her, like, you know, 10-year plan. Why would she kill herself? And mm-hmm. Sandra leaves. Aggression like, moves in closer to, like, Claire, like, come on, yeah, it is murder, right? How do we prove it? Because she's, like, on board, like, you didn't see that suicide note. It was murder. Let's let's prove that she was killed. Because, again, she's a little murderino. Which, I keep mm-hmm. saying murderino, like, everyone knows what it is. Like, it, it's it's, like, someone obsessed with true crime. More specifically, someone that listens to, like, My Favorite Murder, the podcast, if you've never heard of that.
1: I was gonna say, I'm... Fairly certain people know what you're talking about. Not
0: though. everyone, though. I should. It's it's not. It's like the Menards. I guess. I guess. It's like Menards. <laughs> people don't know what a Menard sure. is. Sure. Okay. So yeah, that's what a murderer is.
1: Um. Yeah, she's a total true crime hoe, and I had kind of forgotten that, and uh I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really great about, uh, Gretchen being like, yeah, let's, let's solve this crime. Let's, let's Scooby-Doo up. And then, um, there's a really cute moment before Sandra leaves and, you know, they have their little talk. Her and Claire do this little thing together where they're like, new life, new beginning. And they do like a little fist bump and it's fucking adorable. Mm. Like... I feel like
0: I left out in my notes, like, so thank you.
1: <laughs> well, it was just such a cute thing to see them do. I was like, oh, I love them. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, Claire basically has like a new Zach. So. I describe
0: her later as West meets Zach.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: She's very much both.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. In, in both ways. Yeah, I could see that. That's fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, let's go back to New York to a bank where Noah and Peter are there. And Noah's like, Peter, listen. You should really consider how you're living your life. It's not healthy to live alone. (laughs) Trust me, I'm Exhibit A, as we saw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kids are off at school, and a strange man is answering my wife's phone. (laughs) (laughs) Peter's just like, "Eh." and a bank guy brings in the safe deposit box. Here you go, Mr. Danko. And so Peter's like, what did we win? They open it up, and it is just a compass inside. And Noah grabs it, and Peter's kind of like, huh? Tanko got killed for a compass? A broken compass at that. (laughs) And the door opens again. And they're like, we're not done. But it's the bank guy. And he falls flat on his face because his back's all cut up. And guess who's there? Edgar. Yay! That doesn't belong to you. He comes in. Peter grabs his hand as he comes in. And we get to see a little speedster knife fight. Because Peter grabbed the ability. And he, he grabs the knife before it hits Noah's face. And they have a little scuffle, and then eventually Edgar takes off. And Peter kind of springs into action and sees that the bank guy is still alive, he's still breathing. So like Paramedic Peter is back in action.
1: <laughs> I love Paramedic Peter. Mm-hmm. I love EMT Peter. Yep, yep. Gotta save a life. He's gonna do it. So going back over to Matt Park. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> enjoyable literally this is why I wanted the italics was this scene coming up so he's getting ready to go to work and he is a detective yeah he's got his little shield and so there's a water delivery guy who's there and uh, he's pretty familiar with both Janice and little Maddie Um, his name is Roy and like oh, Matt is so fucking insecure, <laughs> like, and you just kind of want to be like, oh come on, dude, calm down. But she did cheat on him. We can't forget that. And I'm not, I'm not even like waiting for someone else to say that. I say that in my notes. I'm like, well, and so I've forgotten. He, yeah, Tom, dude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the grand mystery of who Maddie's um, dad was until he manifested, and we were like, oh, Matt. So, um, yeah, he's really insecure about it. And, uh, you know, the guy's leaving, and he's like, oh, you know, very like, okay, goodbye, Janice. Bye, little Maddie. Just like, oh, just, yeah, just really making Matt feel some kind of way. And uh, he goes over to Janice and he's like, back in my day, when I delivered water, we were professional about it. And she's like, you never delivered water. He's like, pizza, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Like, he's being too much. And she's like, dude, you haven't been sleeping very much. Like, I know you're working on a big case. I know you're stressed. Like, you need to calm down. Like, we're not doing this. You know, she's very like, we're not doing this. We have moved on from this. We're not going back to this. Because this is the kind of marriage problem shit they used to deal with. So he's just like, you know, he's got this, he's got a lead on this huge drug ring that they're trying to bust. And, uh, you know, it would be easier if he could read minds, but damn it, he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. It's fine. (laughs) He's not going to do it anymore. In fact, Matt is so committed to not doing it anymore that he has begun um, going to a recovery group. So it's like a bunch of, you know, it's like a... Is it like a one for cops? Because they have those.
0: It has to be.
1: Yeah, because it's very... Yeah, because the guy who's there is like one of his his partner or something, or like one of his people at the force Mm -hmm. with him. Um, The guy who's leading the meeting. So we see an NA meeting. And so he's equating his using his powers to being on drugs. Because, I mean, you know, it's not subtle. And, you know, the similarity is there. And so Matt is... (laughs) At the meeting, and he's doing his thing, and (laughs) I fucking love so much the ways in which Siler interrupts Matt when he shows up are like my favorite things ever. He strolls into frame and like kicks a chair or something, like very disruptive. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, everyone, even though no one can see him. And (laughs) um just immediately drawing all this attention to himself. And uh, so he shows up and he sits there and Matt's just like, God damn it. You know, and so and Siler's like, oh, okay, we're doing like a meeting thing. Cool. He's like, all right. So my name is Siler. Uh, It's been about six weeks or so since I've seen my body and I want it back. It's like very dramatic the way he says it. And uh, Matt's sitting there. He's like, yeah, so there's these things from my old life that have been haunting me. And, uh, and Siler's like, yeah, dude, this guy can't quit. Like, come on. Like, you're weak. You're simple minded. Hell, I bet I can make you use your powers. Right? Wouldn't be hard. And, uh, and Matt's like, I'm doing okay, though. You know, I'm working through it. Like, he's trying to just not lose his fucking shit while Siler's egging him on in his mind and he's like Siler's like talking to the other people even though they can't see him he's like does this guy look okay he doesn't look okay to me he's like 20 pounds overweight high blood pressure he's a heart attack waiting to happen and that's just like ah stop it and he yells at nothing to no one and, and everyone's like oh geez this guy <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna break soon so yeah, yeah. and Siler's just all smirky McGee every time he gets him to snap in front of people so yeah so we see
0: we see a glimpse of Matt's partner here. And yeah. that this is Rick Worthy. Hell yeah. And he he's been in like a ton of stuff. Like most recently he's been on The Magicians as Dean Fogg.
1: Fucking yes, he, he was. He was also on the Vampire Handless Diaries <laughs> an episode. Absolutely. And supernatural, wasn't he?
0: Yep, supernatural. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: His name is credited as Mike. I don't know if they ever say his name.
1: <laughs> um, Matt might later, yeah, because there's that whole thing. Like, yeah, there's there's stuff later. There's cop stuff later. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it might not be in this episode. It might be in a later episode. So we'll
1: find out. We sure will. But um, hey, hero's back. Hero is back.
0: Hero is back at Yamagato, and Ando's like, "Okay, Gret, you're back. Did you save yourself?" And Hero's like, "No, if I change that." level of stuff. Thousands of people would be dead right now. New York would have blown up. You know, I can't do that. And so Anna's like, you changed nothing? And Hero's like, maybe I changed something. And Anna's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing has changed. And Kimiko comes into the conference room. Alright, one million yen in rent a month for you to use this conference room. (laughs) And Hero's just like confused at her for a second. And Hero leaves the room and Ando grabs Kimiko by the shoulders. He's like, "Kimmy, you're too hard on him. And she's like, mm, but you're too soft on him, Ando. And they kiss. And Hero's like, Yita. Goodness. <laughs> so he did change things.
1: Yeah. He sure fucking mm. did. Kimi. <laughs> uh,
0: only given Ando everything he could fucking ask for.
1: Hello? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh. Anyway. Let's go to the
0: hospital where Bank Guy is recovering. And Peter's like, he'll live. And uh, Noah gives the compass to Peter to look at. And it spins in Peter's hand. And I was like, huh, only works for you. But Peter will not take the compass. He's like, listen, Noah, okay, like... In these last six weeks, I have saved 53 people, and I have been with you for an hour, and an innocent guy almost got killed. The further I stay away from you, the better I will be. And and Noah's like, but this guy, he killed Danko, and he tried to kill you and me for this. And Peter's just like, then why not let him have it? Which is fair. Why not just let him have it? Honestly. And Peter's like because I don't care, because I came with you you because I wanted that sweet speed ability you mentioned, so that I can do my Mm -hmm. job better. And Noah's kind of like, alright, fair enough. And before Peter walks away, he's like, hey, call your mother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then he leaves. And it's like I said to Rachel before we even started, when we were trying to clear up our timeline, it was like, ah, why is Noah Bennett trying to be everybody's daddy? (laughs) Cause Clay's at college
0: and he has to somehow.
1: <laughs> God, you're right though. It's such an empty nester thing mm-hmm. to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love Peter. Uh, you know, just very simply, you know, wanting to step away and being like, "But what if not though? Like, what if? What if you just let him have it and he can do his asshole stuff over there and everything's cool here? Like, why do you have to mix yourself up with these? Like, things?
0: don't you remember Danko's a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no joke, though. Why not just let him have it? Peter's like, I'm not crying that that guy's dead, frankly. No, not at all. Why not let him have it? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So back at college with Claire. But first, I mean, yes, we've talked about the Versa. We've had a lot of fun in the Nissan Rogue. But Gretchen rolls up in the finest of the (laughs) Nissan... uh, product placement cars on this show. And I still see some, I, I still see them on the road sometimes. And I'm like, that was a choice. She rolls up in the queue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she has an absolute stack of criminology books with her. And she's just like, let's solve this crime. And she talks uh, with Claire about this thing called the jump push ball test. And that's that thing where if a body is on, you know, the, the ground floor of something and a window is open or, you know, they, you know, came from the ceiling or the ceiling, the roof or whatever, then they will take a dummy and they'll test it in different ways. Because depending on whether or not you jump or pushed or just fall, you're going to land differently mm-hmm. in terms of distance. So she's like, I saw it on an episode of Crossing Jordan once. Giggle. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tim Kring's old show, uh. So, she's like, yeah, you fall down, you go, you know, it's pretty much straight, you jump, a little further out, you push, far out, splat. Easy enough. We just need a dummy the size of Annie. Hey, maybe we could steal a body. Let's get a cadaver from the medical school. <laughs> and Claire's like, dude, let's not get carried away here. And Gretchen's like, why not? This is murder. This is my, this is my favorite, like, hobby. Let's do this. I've wanted to do something like this. And I, I just love Gretchen's whole vibe. She's like, "You're already a weird kid. Let's go embrace it. Let's go steal a body. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, let's do this together." <laughs> it's a victimless crime. <laughs> it's a victimless crime. Absolutely, just messy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I love Gretchen. She's so great. She's so great. Yeah, this
0: was where in my notes I wrote, "This is Zach and West combined because she's darker like Zach, but she's also yes. like puppy dog like West." You know what I mean?
1: Yes, and then also, to be fair, she was just hanging out in Claire's room. She's kind of, like, around a lot, like, Mm -hmm, West. mm -hmm. So, yeah. She's very much around a lot, which leads people to suspect her later on. If Mm -hmm. you recall. So, going back to Matt, he is at work, and he's getting ready to go into the box. He's going to interrogate a suspect. And Rick Worthy's character, what was his name again? Mike. 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 Mike is there and he's like, Are you are you sure <laughs> like you're good to do this? Like I just saw you flip the fuck out in a meeting. And he's like, Yeah, no, I'm fine. And so he goes in and tries to be real buddy buddy with this guy. And Siler just like <laughs> just fucking slides in out of nowhere and he's like, Huh. Him sliding into frame in the rolly chair, it fucking <laughs> kills me. <laughs> to this day, it slays me. Zachary Quinto is so good at physical comedy. Like People don't understand that who've just seen him in things like this. Um, You've seen him in Jimmy Schmidt now. You know what kind of wacko he can be. Like, he's very good. So, yeah. So he, he slides into the frame. And he's like, oh, I get it. You're the good cop. How ironic. And so Matt's trying to get a name out of this guy. And Tyler's like, this is fucking ridiculous. All you need is a name? Seriously? Like, what the hell? And Matt is, like, fully talking back to Siler, which is amazing. <laughs> when he's, like, shut up. And the guy's, like, I didn't say anything. He's, like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> and Siler's, like, dude, I could help, you know? Let's do this together. Hey, I could take a chunk out of a skull in the process, right? That's what I do. And so <laughs> Matt's just getting really annoyed. He's trying to keep focused, but he really can't. And Siler's just, like, oh, my fucking God, dude. Like, you're such a loser. You're so weak god no wonder your wife is screwing the water guy and matt flips out picks up his chair throws it at the nothing that was siler and the suspect sings like a bird (laughs) and he's like he's like freaked the fuck out he's like oh my god his name is kepler Ah." (laughs) so yeah (laughs) it's so funny because it's like he's he's making matt look like a crazy but he's also making him look like the kind of uh on the edge, push the rules cop that gets results. Yep. Like, he's actually gotten a thing that he can use mm-hmm. out of this. This is no different than Ma- like, Vic Mackey on the shield, frankly. Just intentional versus not intentional. So, Oh, yeah. Fucking oh my god. Yeah, Zachary Quinto is just living his life in these scenes with Grunberg. <laughs> it, it,
0: it is quite a delight. He gets to have his fun and be like, over the top with it and like, push buttons and yeah. Yep.
1: And yeah, and then he gets to do other stuff mm-hmm. later on. So he gets it all. Yeah.
0: Yep. Great fun. Let's go back to New York. Okay. And Hossam is getting into the ambulance and Peter's in there already. Peter's just in there eating clam chowder. A yum, 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 yum. And mm. Hossam's <laughs> like, what is that? And Peter's like, got one for you too. Found this place. It's really great. He says the name, but I didn't write down. And um, he's like, wow, where'd you get it? And he's like, yeah, it was up in Boston. And Hassan looks at him like, Boston, how did you get it down here? And Peter's like, I know a guy. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> ran to get clam chowder in back. What an ass.
1: He sure did, which I, I, uh, I have nothing but respect for <laughs> for Peter Petrali. I'm forced to stay on a man who will run to get chowder for for his work hey, shift. From a good he boys. brought back
0: more than one. So. Yes. I bet it was. He's a good dude. He was, like, testing out his power, you know? Let's see how fast it takes me to get Mm -hmm. there. I get a clam chowder out of it. All's good.
1: Indeed. Oh, God, I really want chowder after this episode. Jesus.
0: So while they're sitting there eating their chowder, a call comes in, and Hassan's like, nah, like, flicks it off. We've still got five minutes before we're on duty. Don't worry about it yet. And, nope, not good enough for Peter. He gets out of the car and whooshes off, and he runs up, and holy shit, the call was for Noah. He's on the ground all cut up. And he's like, they took the compass.
1: Should have just let him have it. (laughs) What what
0: he said. Should have just let him have it. (laughs) Would have saved you a lot of pain, babe.
1: Literally. A
0: lot of pain. Anyway. Let's go back to Matt, who's just getting home. And, uh uh-oh, Roy's still there. He fixed the hot water, all right. And Matt is a real dick. And this is the Matt Parkman. This is Matt Parkman, this asshole. But I also forgot, as Keisha <laughs> mentioned, that, that she did cheat on him at one point. So maybe it's not completely unfounded. But Roy is, like, super himbo. <laughs> he's not the brightest yeah. guy in the box. And he's being nice. And he's hunky. So he's, like, he's himbo. And Matt's, like, takes him outside. You got a family of your own, Roy? And Roy's like, oh, maybe someday. And Matt gives him a tip and... Roy's like, Yeah, you know, I come over here to help Janice. It's just be hard being like a single mom. And Matt's like, She's not a single mom anymore. And.
1: See, that right there is where I have to undo the himbo thing. I'm like, Maybe at first, but when he said it like I that. I don't even think he like, said it
0: though in like mm-hmm. a mean way.
1: I think he did. I think he was like, Yeah, well, you weren't around, so.
0: Interesting.
1: Talk not to us in I the Discord. It. Did he
0: say it was right? Because I didn't read it that way.
1: Yeah, I don't mean, like, evil, ha-ha-ha, I just mean very, like, well, I was here and you weren't, so.
0: Interesting. Let us know what you think, because I yeah. didn't take it as, I took it as more, like, that he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, she's, like, forgetting that he's there now again or something.
1: Mm, I didn't, but hey.
0: Could go either way, doesn't matter, because Matt breaks his fucking rule and he whammies him.
1: Oh, he's gonna have to give his chip They're back. They're gonna
0: start a new route tomorrow and never stop by this house again. And Roy's like, yeah, I'm going to start a new route tomorrow. Guess this is goodbye. Bye. And he leaves. And Siler's there and he's like, hmm, gotcha. (laughs) So Siler got what he
1: wanted. A little bit. Yeah. He often Mm -hmm. does. Not his body, but that'll be a long battle. You
0: you, got to push before you can really shove. So
1: Mm. he's just such a little shit. He's barely in it, and he's just like, hee-hee, ha you're weak. I got you to do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, yes, there's the whole thing about, like, oh, there's the guilt and everything, and honestly, so much of this, like, Siler that he sees is really just Matt's worst self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just his own insecurities and everything.
0: It's definitely, like, an amalgamation of that and what he saw in Siler's head yep. when he was whamming him. Yep. And, yep. yeah.
1: It's, like, it's just like how Nathan isn't really Nathan. This isn't really Siler, mm-hmm. either. Well, Noah is convalescing in a hospital room. And Tracy comes to visit. All pearls and sweater sets. Mm. And he's like, that key inside of Danko led me to a broken old compass. Your friend with the knives came and took it back anyway. And he's like, you know, I I prefer the old way of doing business. You know, one of me, one of you, it's just too dangerous to stop them alone. And she's like, well, did you ever stop to think that maybe the guy with the knives is like me? And maybe you should figure out a way to help them and not just like stop them or, you know, fight them. Like Maybe there's more than one way to think of this. And... She's like, why did, why did you call me anyway? And he's just like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't call my wife or my, my ex-wife. I didn't want to worry Claire. So, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you don't want to be alone. And he's like, yeah, I guess not. And she's like, huh. And we see that Peter left him a warm clam chowder as <laughs> well. And so, um, you know, he says it's more than one person. So, you know, can have, like, if she wants some, they should share it. And they share it together. And it's nice. Yeah, Got an extra yeah. spoon. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in
0: a bag and it's like, <laughs> what's in the bag? What's I don't know.
1: <laughs> clam
0: chowder. What the hell? Guess someone else still cares for Delicious you. Delicious clam yep. chowder.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I want it so badly. So, Yeah. No, Noah's going to be okay, but maybe he, he'll learn a lesson. Maybe he won't. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, Probably not. So back over in Japan, we see Hiro and Ando, and Hiro's making flyers for Dial-A-Hiro. And Hiro's really feeling himself, you know? He's like, yeah, change occurred, but it's for the better. He did a good thing, mm-hmm. right? This isn't the Nata Monroe thing. This is fine. And so he's talking with Ando, and Ando thinks that they fell in love at that carnival that night. And Hero's like, nope, nope, nope. I changed time, yo. And Ando's like, what? And he's like, okay, so, you know what? This seems to have worked out pretty well. I I guess I can. I guess that, that creepy stranger was right. I guess I can go back and fix some wrongs. And Ando's like, yeah, but you're dying, though. And Hero's like, yeah, but all the more reason then. Every day is a gift. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So then it's interesting if you think about what we've seen Hero do, and it's like, oh, what's he gonna fuck with? What's he gonna go back and try to and try to mess mm-hmm. with then? Undo his past wrongs. Small ones. <laughs> small ones. Small ones. Just small ones. He won't be tempted to do more, honest. Sure. Yeah. It's a new mission.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs>
1: A soft wind blows, and some dust blows through, and it sounds like it's laughing. Carp. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Claire again for the last time. We're almost to the end of the episode. Holy crap. And she is lying in bed. It's night. And then she gets up, and she looks out the window, and there's still a chalk outline on the ground. <laughs> She says out loud, jump, push, fall. Claire opens her windows up. And she just falls out the window. She lands pretty much <laughs> right where the chalk outline is. And she uncracks her bones. And she's like, huh. Guess she did kill herself. She gets to push her ribs back in. You know, that old gag that we've seen before.
1: Love it. So season and one. She
0: looks back up at her window. But she's not alone because who is looking out that window but Gretchen? Gretchen? And Gretchen's, Gretchen's like looking down at her eyes wide and waves, and Claire just like looks up and waves back.
1: <laughs> uh oh! It's it's so good. She's not a hysterical person, Mm-mm. you know, and she's just like, oh hi. <laughs> Shit!
0: Just wanted to drop by to talk to Claire a bit, and it's like, what the? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. It's like, the show couldn't have fully known they were going to end with the season. But there's so many things that call back to season one and stuff that it, it honestly feels, like, right, you know? And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is this is a fine last season in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there was... They have all these little callbacks to things. Because there was a lot
0: of people who had, like, dropped off pre-drama at the end of season three that or, or kept watching that were like, you know what, season four is yeah. actually pretty good. It's, like, back to, like, kind of, like, very Season 1 vibes. I remember reading that a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yes. So. Alright, take take us cool home. Oh, boy! The roads.
0: We go to Samuel, and he has the compass back. And, um, Edgar admits that getting it back was harder than he thought it would be. And he also hears that, uh, Lydia had told him that they found another time traveler that could replace Arnold. And Samuel's like, I don't like that word. You can't replace family. Mm. Edgar's like, what is it? Some Chinese guy? Japanese. <laughs> I put him on a righteous path, but he'll come back to us. And he's doing another tattoo on Lydia. And he asks, Edgar asks, what's next? And Samuel says, we gather the rest. And we see tattoos of Claire, Siler, and Peter Appear on Lydia's back and these lovely tattoos are the same ones they gave away at Comic Con that year
1: hell Mm -hmm. yeah I have my Peter one
0: somewhere I've got my sets I I just found it the other day I don't remember where it is right now
1: (laughs) I swear I have my Peter Mm -hmm. one somewhere maybe I don't anymore you probably do
0: you'll find it
1: I don't know I've lost a lot of stuff over the years that's also true interesting stuff mm-hmm. also um edgar mentions very specifically to samuel that he met an empath
0: mm. i didn't didn't write that down no yeah
1: that's that's a that's a big deal that's what that's what gets samuel going in the next episode mm. so.
0: gotcha probably why too many of yeah. those probably why when he poked uh, lydia those showed up
1: uh-huh yeah well double episode premiere thoughts thoughts on
0: rewatching it did the episodes slap were they fine what do you think
1: they're very good they're very good I wouldn't say Mm -hmm, they slap mm -hmm. but they're very good
0: I agree I agree
1: I dig the vibe
0: lots of good stuff with some characters in it like I said I love Tracy and Noah together um Mm -hmm. Claire's stuff is great with the college oh yeah uh yeah Carnival stuff is always interesting. We're gonna get more into that. We barely have scratched the surface of that.
1: Well, I mean, you and I really like yes. the
0: carnival. So,
1: again, we're those outlier bitches <laughs> that like things that people aren't too yes. sure about. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the carnival is cool. Yeah, everyone's in an interesting place. Like, I love the Peter stuff. I'm really excited to see what becomes of all his you know, newfound commitment to not being part of this. And, and he
0: still wants to so. be a hero just, like, not, you know, no tights or cape. Yeah. Just saving
1: people. Hell yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have to get involved in mm-hmm. all the bullshit. Just has to save some lives, that's yeah. all.
0: Yeah, and again, it's like, I remember bits and pieces of the season and it's gonna be a lot of fun to keep watching through uh, Season 4 Volume 5.
1: So, hmm Yeah. Definitely, yes. Looking forward to that.
0: Anything else or else I'll just give us our socials?
1: Yeah, let's just get into the socials and let's do it. I don't have a bee. Dot, dot. Okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um. (laughs) Oh, no, but you will. You will. Shit. Okay. No, now I gotta think of one.
0: See if I can think of one right now for... You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there, bird with a V, like Bennett, not <laughs> Butler this time. <laughs> Sorry. And Keisha is at Lady underscore uh, Snark, S N A R K. Keisha, what
1: are you tweeting about? Not much. Um, uh, I, I'm yeah, really not much. I, I've I'm still. I need, I need help. I think I need to go to some sort of meeting. I have not stopped listening to Bo Burnham's Inside for weeks. Like Burb <laughs> with a B like Bo Burnham. It's been weeks. Burb with a B like Bo Burnham. Yep. I'm on like week three or four and I see no stop in sight. So it's who I am now.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep,
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to the point where I'm like, I can't even talk about this with people anymore because they're going to give me that look that the people used to give me when I used to talk about this show all the time. <laughs> you know the one. I know the one, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know the one. I know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh,
0: you can send us an email. We are eclipsepod at gmail.com but the best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Is Roy a himbo or not? Let us know. Tell us, please. Maybe I'm just being way too innocent about it. But that was also mean forgetting that Janice had cheated. <laughs> so mm. that could have colored my like point of view on that. So yeah. Uh, could be. Thanks for listening. This was a long episode. We weren't here last week. So you just get a real long one. Enjoy. If you like what you're listening to, leave <laughs> us a like and a rating on wherever you listen to this podcast. But Until
1: next time, bye bye Bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Peter Petrelli's getting sued. Siler goes on a ride-along with Detective Parkman. Noah gets to meet Claire's new college roommate, and I'm sure they'll only remain just roommates because college is not a time for anything other than that, right? And we meet a new character who makes beautiful music that everyone can see tune in